0: what's going on everybody this is noah alvarez and you are tuned into another episode of the mike and i podcast episode 125 thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning in to another show and before we get into this week's guest i did want to remind you guys that this podcast is brought to you by popple.co now what popple is it's in a digital business card it's an attachment that goes onto the back of your phone and let's say you have a podcast like myself And you want to promote the podcast page, maybe a website for it, maybe your Instagram page for it, any other YouTube page that you might have on that. Well, once you get the Popple attachment, you download the app, you design it and set it up to whatever you want to promote when you meet someone new. So that way, when you do meet someone new, whether it's at a party or a restaurant or a park, I know we're not gathering that much as of late. But if you do meet someone new and they have more questions about your podcast, you just gotta tap the back of your phone with the Popple attachment to the back of their phone. And on their screen pops up all the information that you had set up. So it's also great for if you have a small business, you're just starting out, uh, you're somewhere local, you do deliveries, any kind of good stuff like that. Check out popple.co. That's P-O-P-L.co. And if you use promo code LOCKER, you can get 20% off on every single purchase. That's promo code LOCKER. For 20% off on every single purchase. Be sure to check it out. Also, be sure to check it out, lockerroomsportsca.com while you're at it. That's where you'll find a lot of my other podcasts on there, including the Double Down Sports Podcast with Alec Romero, as well as the Lock Talk Podcast with all the writers there at Locker Room Sports. And you can also find this podcast, as well as some links to other great articles from myself, Max Ferrius, Carlos Vontes, and a lot of other colleagues as well. Some other podcasts as well, like Kings of the Jungle and Rocks in the Outfield. So a whole lot of stuff up on the website. Be sure to check it out at LockerRoomSportsCA.com. Also want to tell you guys about Phoenix Fit. That's spelled F-N-X-F-I-T.com. It's a supplement, well, athletic supplement brand that has your pre-workouts, not your pre-workouts, <laughs> your post-workout proteins, your BCAAs, and all kinds of stuff like that. So if you're into that fitness realm of things, as well as uh, any fitness apparel that you may be into, be sure to check out phoenixfit.com. And if you use promo code my and I with the letters N, you can get 15% off on every single purchase. That's my Mike and I spelled my Mike, the letter N I, for 15% off on every single purchase. The cool thing I like telling people about a Phoenix Fit is that every purchase you make, they donate a gallon of water to people in need across the globe through their live program. You can Check out more information about their live program on their website, just look up Phoenix Fit, spelled F-N-X-F-I-T.com, to find out how you can help donate some water. Now, Onto this week's show. Whoa, 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 whoa! Before we do that, thank you, Generic Sports, for producing the instrumental as always in the background, and thank you to Vince Correa for designing the my Mike and I logo, as well as plenty of the stickers, as well as plenty of the graphics that go into the my Mike and I Instagram page, which is at my period Mike and period I. Also, shout out to Jules Santana as well as Josh Adams for designing some other alternate sticker brands. Uh, sticker designs that I will be selling in the coming weeks. So I keep saying very soon, but I actually mean it this time very soon I'll be posting up a little uh, Little notification post for that So be sure to stay in tuned with the my and I Instagram page and myself on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez now We can go ahead and get into this week's show episode 125 the guest for this week is another candidate for mayor in the city of garden grove he goes by the name of fat boy and really really cool discussion even though it's a shorter discussion if you're looking at the time stamp on this podcast a lot shorter discussion than i had in recent interviews and he's kind of a rush very busy person as expected but fat buoy joins the show to talk about his campaign for running for mayor in the city of garden grove but also talking about being a vietnamese refugee um, during the 70s and coming over compared to the United States with pretty much nothing and kind of bouncing back, starting a business, uh, growing up in Minnesota, moving to Garden Grove and all kinds of good stuff. So without further ado, hope you enjoy the conversation with Fat Boy and myself. Well, first off, I'd really like to thank you again for hopping on the show and taking your time out of your Sunday evening to be a part of the podcast. Thank, thank you, Noah. Mm-hmm. So the first question I wanted to ask you, cause I've lived here in Orange County my entire life I've worked with, I've played sports with Vietnamese people, but I've never actually got to know the Vietnamese refugee experience. So I wanted to ask you from the very beginning, what was it like emotionally to move from North Vietnam to South Vietnam and then move all the way to United States? Sure.
1: Let me give a little bit of the background. Vietnam is a small country about the size of California. and. we are next to a huge uh, country, China. So uh, throughout about 4,000 history, you know, there's a lot of oppression. And, and so we learn to, to try to survive. And um, in the 18th or 19th century, uh, we was um, you know, dominated by the French and we are one of the French colony. And of course, the Vietnamese don't like that that they try to get back the independence. And throughout a hundred years, we finally succeed. And right after the World War II, the country was finally uh, become independent. But unfortunately, we are divided into half. The North is communist Vietnamese and the South is uh, the free uh, Vietnam. And um, then in 1963, the war happened. The US uh, government get involved. So with the US government back the South Vietnam and the Russia and China back the North Vietnam. Now, when the country was divided in half, my uh, grandfathers told uh, my my, uh, parents, you have to flee, you have to go to Vietnam because staying with the communists, we do not know whether we will be killed or not. And so my parents took uh, six of my uh, brother and sister and moved to the South. And I was born actually in Saigon two years after the, actually four years uh, after uh, they moved to, uh, to South Vietnam. Uh, and then, you know, the world become uh, more and more, uh, uh, you know, worse, they, they become worse. And millions of people die. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally in 1975, the U.S. government decided to stop the, uh, uh, military aid to Vietnam. So the South Vietnam do no longer have gasoline nor the bullets to uh, defend themselves. And so it collapsed very quickly. Mm-hmm. Within about three months, the South Vietnam uh, collapsed. And my uh, family and I, uh, again, was so frightened because we, we know our grandfather was killed in the North when the Communists took over. And, and the fact that we escaped the North and came to the South and then, you know, with the South trying to fight uh, the war, So we might be, um, you know, there might be revenge and we might all die. So my parents and, and, and uh, eight of uh, uh, their children uh, just went on a, a tiny boat. We just sailed out to the open sea, mm. uh, hoping to reach to uh, Philippines or Indonesia or Thailand. Uh, and hopefully we can uh, you know, uh, have a second chance of life. But to my, uh, uh, you know, we were very shocked to find out that the U.S. government, even though they abandoned the world, but they trying to help as many people as they can. So they had chartered a huge cargo ship, a few of them anchored outside in international water. Mm-hmm. So anyone who dared to escape, Will be picked up by this huge merchant uh, sh- uh, ship and uh, taken to either Guam or Philippines, and then eventually to various refugee camps in the United States. About a hundred thousand people escaped, uh, mm-hmm. not mainly because the US government did not let us do not want to uh, uh, us to know about it, because otherwise, million people would try to escape. Right. Um, I ended in uh, various refugee camps in Guam. Beautiful island, and then finally to Arkansas, Fort Chaffee, a a city in the middle of Arkansas, and then eventually to Minneapolis. And, uh, you know, as a young boy, I was 17 years old then. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was, uh, you know, in a very uh, um, sad uh, mental state. In one day, I lost all of my friends. I I, I, lose contact. I lost contact with my girlfriend, with all of my buddies. Uh, I do not speak English when I, uh, when I arrived in Minneapolis, Minnesota, even though I studied English in high school for a year or two, but it's nothing uh, when, we, when you come to, to face with the real people in the United <laughs> States. And uh, we were dirt poor. We have nothing in, in you know, we have no money uh, to our names. Um, and the weather is completely different. Yeah. Uh, it's very cold <laughs> and the winter is very long in Minnesota. <laughs> so um, uh, we struggle. But let me uh, share with the young people here a little bit about what does that mean for a completely new person coming to the United States. Uh, especially for a young boy. Um, when, I go, when I land in Minnesota, uh, I was so shocked. Uh, uh, we, we land in, in, the, in the evening. Uh, about 11 p.m. if I remember. And then we p- was put on a long van and uh, uh, they took us to a small house in a uh, middle-class suburb.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was, our family was lucky because we, we were sponsored by a middle-class uh, neighborhood uh, uh, Lutheran church. Uh, the house, when we get to the house, we, I was just uh, uh, amazed by how beautiful it is. It's a small, tiny home with a small three-bedroom, but it is beautiful. White carpet, comparing to the uh, military barrack in uh, in the uh, refugee camp, is completely like uh, heaven and earth. Um, I wake up in the morning, and I look out on the window. I saw a tree touching each other in typical in, in in Minnesota, and a squirrel climbing up and down the street. I thought, wow, you know, how could how, how on earth could this be in the United States? Mm-hmm. So that, that's my feeling. I see, I, um, a, a few hours later, uh, the pastor, the owner of that house, come and, it, and we find out that he is an assistant pastor at the church. Mm-hmm. He moved out to a tiny, small apartment and yield his home to, to our family of 10 people. And, and that's another shocking story that I, uh, that I, I learned because I imagined myself in his shoe I would never do it <laughs> i might i might give a few hundred dollars you know to help out this up, but to give my beautiful home uh for a totally strange uh family mm-hmm. coming from the world far away i was probably worried that they will wreck and and, and damage my house mm-hmm. so, so that kind of story taught me uh the lesson of giving back you know caring for the people mm-hmm. but you know, of course, I don't have time. So so I was busy studying and working part-time to try to, you know, make end And uh, I was taught about the American dream that, you know, in, in USA, if you believe uh, and try hard, even if you fail, one day you might be successful. And that's what keep me going. Mm-hmm. So that's that about how uh, how my lifestyle in Minnesota.
0: Mm-hmm. That's wonderful to hear too, especially... Reading up on how you triple majored when you went to college, what was the decision in doing that and picking so many different majors?
1: I was a a young uh, man and uh, uh, most Vietnamese or young Asian people, they are influenced by their parents and their Mm -hmm. brothers. Uh, I do not want, I do not like electrical engineering. I do not like electronics, but my parents pushed me, you need to be an engineer. Uh, because that would be easy to find a job and just follow your brother, you know, study engineering. Uh, you have good life. So I study electrical engineering, but I didn't do well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but one subject in electrical engineering that I really excel, that is electromagnetics. Mm-hmm. Somehow it's, I, I put in 10% of my effort and I, I get 100% results. <laughs> While in electronics, I put in, you know, 80% of my effort and I got like 30%, <laughs> I, I was struggle. So mm-hmm. I, I asked my, uh, my uh, parent to uh, let me switch to physics mm-hmm. because it seemed to match me. But my parents said, no, 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 no physics. Physics doesn't make money. And besides, you have to, to, to have a PhD, which, which takes so long, study engineering. So they, they refused to let me switch mm-hmm. and being obedient. So I cannot uh, switch, so I, I decided to double major. And when I studied uh, quantum physics, the professor tell me that uh, you have to do contour uh, integral, which is a very complex uh, mathematical uh, subject. I said, "What? Well, I didn't study that yet. I said, well, most physicists uh, learn that on their own. You have to do that. <laughs> so I, I, I said, what the heck, I'm going to triple major in mathematics. That's, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1984, one the one quarter from graduate, uh, I came to visit my friend in uh, Garden Grove. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the Christmas of 1984, and uh, I saw an ad on uh, on the LA Times for uh, uh, jobs uh, in Fortran programming, scientific programming language. Mm-hmm. Uh, I applied, and they said, fat uh, you got the job," but with only one condition, you have to come back and start working on January 2nd. Mm-hmm. I said, I would not be graduate from there. They said, what the heck? We do not need, we need good people. We don't care about whether or not. If you want a job, do it. If you want your degree, then don't take the job. So I decided to uh, get out of school and uh, start my career in computer science. Nothing to do with with uh, the triple major that I, I major in. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. So you mentioned, too, that you grew up in Minnesota, the long winters. How was it as far as experiencing the different weather and cultural change here in Garden Grove in Orange County?
1: Well, Minnesota is very nice. Life is very laid back. Uh, neighbors know each other and talk to each other. And the changing season really uh, gives you a lot of, uh, you know, exciting excitement and things like that. However, the thing that I don't like about Minnesota is the winter is so long.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you can imagine that by March, you uh, see the weather forecast in California is about uh, 60, 50, 60 degrees. In March, in Minnesota, it is about 10 degrees. Very cold. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and so the, and the winter is so long that is, I think that's what bothers us. You know, mm-hmm. had it been shorter, it, it would be easier for us. Mm-hmm. In Garden Grove, uh, during the winter, you can do a lot of things. You can still mm-hmm. uh, do sports. You can still fix your car outside uh, on, on your garage. I mean, mm-hmm. on your driveway. In Minnesota, forget it. <laughs> so so in, in California, it's, it's much easier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I moved to Minnesota, and then I, get, I married my wife uh, and uh, live, moved in to live with her. And uh, at that time, I was a, a software engineer. Uh, in IT, specialize mm-hmm. in uh, automating business process mm-hmm. and one day my, my wife told me that, why, why don't you start your own business, I support you so I left uh, and I started my own consulting business the first two years I struggled uh, sometimes uh, almost close to getting a contract and then something happened and, and it blew it but what taught me is uh, resilience even if you fail, it's okay you know uh, just like uh, I, I keep telling my son uh, to keep trying. You don't have mm-hmm. to be the best, but just keep trying to, to, uh, to, to do it, even if you fail. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, the baby, when they start to walk, they learn how to walk. We fall a lot. Right. We fail a lot. But it's okay. We fail, you just, you just stand up. Our parents encourage us to, to, uh, to still stand up and cry. And one day, we, our muscle will be hard enough and we, we will be able to walk. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my view in life. I may fail, uh, I may make a lot of mistakes, dumb mistake, big mistake, or small mistake, it's okay. Just mm-hmm. stand right back, try harder, try again, and hopefully one day, if you have some luck, you will be successful. And my, my work experience is the same, you know, uh, I struggle a lot of time, successful, and then fail, and then I uh, have to start over again, successful and fail, uh, and, and that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Uh, in politics, it's never smooth for me like some others. Mm-hmm. Uh, some years I I, I won, sometimes I lose, uh, but it's okay. It, it uh, uh, it's, it's, it's the determination and and uh, repeating
0: uh, effort is, is what I think uh, I like. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier that you always liked giving back to the community, especially after your experience in Minnesota with the, the family. What inspired you to take that leap and eventually become in city or go in city council for the city of Garden Grove in 2014.
1: I, I remember in 2003 or 4 I start to have enough uh, wealth so I went I, I tried to donate some money and so I talked to a friend and I find out about some charity project to donate and that take me to to meet some of the politicians. Mm-hmm. I donate a lot of money to them. For example, Mr. Uh, Bruce Portwater. I believe in around 2006 or 2000. Uh, yeah, about 2006. I donate ten thousand dollars to his campaign.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a lot of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, and, and 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 to many other politicians. And then I find out in 2011 that uh, sometime when I try to convince them to do something good for the uh, for the resident for the community, especially and particularly is the billboard. Uh, at the Hyundai dealership right now.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: like it because it was right at the intersection of Prokhorov and, and Trask, yeah. close to my house. So I don't like it. <laughs> and then right on the intersection, so I believe it's dangerous to the student crossing the street. If people busy seeing the the, the sign, they mm-hmm. may not notice the, the the young children and they may there may be an accident. So I left the the campaigns to try to move it further from the index session or even not doing it at all. Mm-hmm. And I find out that even the mayor and the uh, city council that I donate a lot of money to them, but sometimes they listen to people that donate a lot more money than I donate. Right. So that makes me, me feel urging me to get into politics to uh, uh, to be the voice of, of the cause that I believe
0: in. Mm-hmm. Now, as you're running for mayor this year in 2020, one thing I've noticed that you've been preaching, especially like on your website and different areas and social media, is that Garden Grove, you've pointed out that has put a lot of their resources into the hotels up and down harbor, but because of the closing of COVID, um, the economy hasn't done so well in the city. How what is What is your plan to maybe move away from that and put more money to small businesses and throughout the city of Garden yes. Grove? Yes. The money
1: that we invest in the hotel, we cannot take it back because it's already there.
0: Uh, um,
1: and the state now controlling, uh, there are three hotel projects. One has already been built. The other two, for more than 10 years, it has not even been started groundbreaking. We do not know when it will be uh, start working on it. So that one, maybe if it failed, maybe we can do something, but let's just assume that that we don't have control but that's the thing of the past. Moving forward, the sale tax that we collect, a small portion of that uh, is being put into redevelopment uh, fund so that we can help, you know, bring uh, up growing uh, local economies. Those fund, I do no longer want to Put it into hotel or big project. I want to put it, spread it across the city, from east to west and from south to the north, uh, to help small business. Mm-hmm. And that's not even though it's a small chunk of money, but it's not not that small. In the ten years that we uh, uh, have used that uh, development fund, it totaled up to about a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. So let's just say ten million dollars a year is being reinvested back into the community that money can actually help, you know, uh, small business around our city to, uh, to be thriving. And in turn, they will contribute more to, to the revenue for our city. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I also noticed, too, on your social media page, you've been very active and done things like even creating like a remake of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song as part of your campaign. What's, I guess, part of your inspiration to, I guess, attract and and let people know, especially younger people, know that you're running for mayor and trying to reach out to those voices?
1: Uh, the reason I did that, uh, it's not my own idea. I must credit it to one of my campaign uh, advisor. Mm-hmm. He's young, so uh, he's... When I ran in 2014, he bring a lot of Pacifica uh, high school students to help me. And that is, they inspire me. I was clumsy at dancing, but they told me that don't worry about it, you were doing fine. And yeah. uh, when I saw the outcome of that movie in uh, video ad in uh, 2014, mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought myself as I look more like Shrek, you know, the Shrek movie, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that characters. Uh-huh. And then when they uh, urged me to do something else like uh with with that kind of uh, uh, you know music, I said, "Wow, can I do it?" I said, no, this one will be easier because someone will do the the thing for me. I just need to act mm-hmm. and when I saw it i I think I think they did a good job for me uh, I think it is important that politicians need to uh, uh, have a mixture and and, and use some other media mediums mm-hmm. uh, to deliver the message um that is a little more funny and show their human side. I think the people see uh, the other side of me uh, more than just you know the formal and you know same old style, old politics, and that uh, are always. Uh, of course, you know we we sound politically correct. Mm-hmm. We sound like uh, always positive, uh, but in reality, sometimes it's not.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So what are some of the tougher obstacles that you've faced as far as running an election campaign during 2020, which which there's a pandemic, COVID, you can't meet face to face with people? What are some of those obstacles that you've met? Things are
1: so, so fast. It's like uh, we have to go at super fast speed. And so that's difficult for me. And also uh, there are a lot of uh, smear campaign. Uh, I've been accused of so many things. People accuse me to be far left. People accuse me of far right and it's difficult for me to to be able to communicate who I really am. Mm. Um, And and I understand you have a lot of young audience. Uh, I am, uh, in terms of uh, finance, um, I'm very uh, fiscal conservative, Mm. no question about it. In terms of law and order, I am conservative. Uh, In terms of immigration, I'm more uh, uh, liberal. Uh, Mm. And so I'm, I'm over the map. I don't like being labeled as uh, either Republican or Democrat, mm-hmm. especially during this time. You see, our country is terrible. We're, yeah. we're so much to get stuck into uh, Republican and Democrat and fighting with each other. The people who like Trump uh, is uh, uh, yelling and uh, insulting the people that's that that uh, uh, like uh, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I think that's 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 not a civil way. I hope one day we get back to the to the old days and uh, we respect each other's opinion. And you know, whoever wins, we'll, we'll have to work with each other. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's maybe because I'm you know, an adult now and I've been able to vote the past three elections and I've been able to see this stuff more, but I, I do remember as a kid, it did feel like you could be in the middle or you could be split, right? You could be conservative on a few things and liberal on other things, but now it feels like if you're this, you believe all that and you hate the other person. It just, it seems like it's dividing our nation. And uh, especially like on a local level too, within Orange County, you'll see a big difference between like a Santa Ana, Garden Groves and Anaheims versus the Huntington beaches, the, you know, Mission Viejos and those kinds of cities too. There's a big divide between those cities and their politics.
1: Yes, you, you're right. Um, I have a lot of friends who are Republican and a lot of very close friends who are Democrat.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: if, I, if They don't let me to be in the middle. <laughs> In fact, one of my friends just called me. and said, "Fat, listen to this. I have two kids, two grown kids. Mm-hmm. One, my son is pro Trump, and my daughter is uh, pro uh, Biden. Mm-hmm. And they keep arguing each other and trying to debate. And I, we have not, we no longer have peace uh, at our uh, family dinners. Mm-hmm. Very unfortunately."
0: Yeah. That is pretty unfortunate. Well, as yeah. we wrap things up, I did want to ask, what are some other goals that you have for the city in Garden Grove if you were to be elected mayor this November?
1: Uh, I would like to... Our city is growing. There's a lot more population. The population will grow tremendously. I think what most important to me now is to maintain the quality of life, mm-hmm. making sure that people have, uh, you know, when they're getting home, they have a place to park their car along the street or okay. in, in their home. Secondly, uh, if we ever need ambulance services, uh, they will arrive within five uh, minutes or less. That is more at most important. And then also to uh, make sure that we maintain, uh, you know, public safety for everyone. And if we invest in small business, then hopefully we will be able to get over
0: the the COVID soon, and then life will be back to normal. Okay, I did want to end with three quick hitter questions that kind of show you a little bit more of your personality. If you could have any toppings on a pizza what would it be um multi uh, multi favors okay like, uh,
1: yeah okay i don't like one
0: thing all right so multiple things all right combo pizza yeah. if you could talk to any person dead or alive in history who would you like to speak with
1: uh, i would like to speak to uh uh Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. my I, 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 idol Okay. Uh, I would like to talk to uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Doe, the wife of uh, former Senator uh, Bob Doe. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a very uh, graceful person. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, I would like to talk to uh, uh, Mr.
0: Obama. Oh, Mr. Obama. Okay, right on. Yeah. All uh,
1: right. He's uh, he 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 start the uh, revolution, right? Mm-hmm. So. So I would like to find out, uh, you know, how he uh, view things out, how would take it. It's, it must be very difficult for him, and it's his courage, his, his trying to uh, to change things, uh, you know, follow his vision, is what mm-hmm. I would like to understand.
0: Of course. And then last question: If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Never give up. Mm-hmm. No
1: matter how much uh, thing throw at, how much life throw at you, mm-hmm. uh, never give up. Even if you are most desperate, don't give up. Because if you believe in yourself and you keep working on it, um, God can never let you down all the time. Sometimes he will help you and then you'll be successful.
0: Awesome, we'll really appreciate your time again. Before you go, if you don't mind sharing where the people could find more information about you or any social medias that you'd like to plug. Sure,
1: my cell phone uh, is public for the last many years. So my cell phone number is the best way to reach me, 714-713-4079, 714-713-4079. And if I do not answer the phone, don't leave a message, text me, send me a text message. That way I, I get it. And the worst thing to get try to get to me is uh, sending me a text message via Facebook Messenger because oh, okay. I don't usually uh, say. <laughs> so people get mad at me because they, they text me on Facebook Messenger and say, how come you don't, uh, don't reply? I say, wow, well, am I sorry? I have so many. Now, I can no longer uh, keep up with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you very much again for being on the show. Best of luck this upcoming November and the rest of the year with your upcoming plans and any goals sure. that you may have. And don't forget my my uh, Facebook is fatbui.com, and
1: mm-hmm. my email is fat fatbui.com as well.
0: Okay. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much, Fat, and uh, have a wonderful night, and have a wonderful rest of your year.
1: Thank you, Noah. It's a great, such a great pleasure. You are very good, a very pleasant host to be with, and I sincerely appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.
0: Boom. That's going to wrap it up for another episode of the My Mike and I podcast episode 125 and if you're listening on Apple podcast right now I'd really like really 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 appreciate it if you stopped left a rating and review for the podcast it helps let other new listeners potentially get a, an idea of what the show may be um, also be sure to follow me on Instagram at my period Mike and period I and follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez like I said earlier at the top of the show I will be Doing a sticker giveaway and kind of doing a little uh, cool, I guess, well, I guess it's, it's not a sticker giveaway. I'm going to be selling stickers, but I'm going to do a giveaway alongside it. So be on the lookouts for that in the coming uh, co- next couple days. I just really want to thank you guys again for supporting the podcast. Um, 125 episodes in, and it's been a grind for sure. And I, I know a lot of you guys may be going through your own obstacles. And I just, as I always do at the end of the show, just kind of hope you guys get through whatever you may be going through. And uh, I really hope you guys cherish every single moment with uh, anybody that may be in your life, whether it's friends, families, family members, other loved ones that you have around your life. And, uh, you know, this 2020 time, man, it's not been the easiest year, but I hope you guys continue to strive for your goals, continue to chase success and, you know, chase your dreams, not checks, and never stop seeking knowledge. And yeah, uh, I guess that's, time to wrap up this week's show something else i guess pressing at the moment did want to say too at the end i'm recording this on october 15th that is my little sister's birthday happy birthday amanda i know you probably don't listen to the podcast but did want to say happy birthday regardless and yeah i hope you guys have a wonderful week month day year and be sure to go vote guys please go vote if you're not registered to vote you can still do that in the state of california Other states might be too late, but just double check. And, uh, you know, hope you guys have a wonderful voting season, have a wonderful fall, have a a wonderful rest of your October. And this is Noah Alvarez, the host of the Mike and I podcast, signing off till next time.